This episode of Industry Focus is brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Whether you want to place a trade on Twitter or get market news from your smart speaker, TD Ameritrade has everything you need to invest on your favorite platforms and devices. See what's new at tdameritrade.com innovation. Support for Industry Focus also comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They're excited to introduce their all-new Rate Shield approval. If you're in the market to buy a home, Rate Shield approval is a real game-changer, and here's why. First, Quicken Loans will lock your rate up for 90 days while you shop, but here's the crucial part. If rates go up, your rate stays the same. If rates go down, your rate also drops. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. It's Friday, September 14th, and we're talking about a shakeup in the tech space. I'm your host, Dylan Lewis, and I'm joined in studio by Fool.com's Nick Seipel. Nick, what's going on? Uh, just getting ready for the weekend, looking forward to another week of college football and uh, you know, just having a good time. Uh, you are the newest edition of Fool.com. I know that in the episodes that you've done with Vince before, you've done a little bit of the intro, um, but I'm happy to have you on to talk and kind of get you used to the podcast circuit a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, long-time listener, starting to get in that host seat a little bit, so looking forward to it. Yeah, so today uh, we're going to be kind of doing like a wonky show. Um, we're going to be breaking down some changes that are going to be going into effect over the next couple months, and it's going to impact how the stock market groups stocks. Nick, you want to give us the breakdown? Sure. So, uh, the S&P and the MSCI are overhauling their global industry classification system, also known by shore as the GICs. What that is, is it basically divides the industry uh, into sectors, groups, uh, industries, and sub-industries. So, when you talk about the tech sector or uh, you know the energy sector of the market, that's really what we're talking about here. And uh, coming up at the end of this month, uh, at September 28th, the S&P is going gonna, is gonna to reshake uh, their GICs classification. And then, uh, the MSCI is going to do it uh, on December third after close uh, later this year. So it's really going to, you know, uh, shake out where different stocks are placed in their industries and how the kind of comps work out between those industries. Yeah, and the reason we're talking about it on today's tech show is a lot of the departures are from tech. Tech is one of the largest industries uh, by market cap, and we're going to see that still hold. But some of the major names in this space are going to be going to either other industries that currently exist or these carve outs that they're creating now. That's right. That's right. Uh, there's a new in, uh, industry that's going to be created called the communication sector, and that's going to take a few companies uh, out of tech. That includes, you know, Alphabet, Facebook, the big video game makers, Activision, Take Two, EA. Twitter is going to move into that space. So, so like you said, that the tech sector is currently the largest sector. It's going to remain the largest sector, but it's going to move from about 26 percent of the S and P 500 to about 23 percent. So it, it's going to be a, a big shakeup in the in the, the industry classifications. And, and what I think we're really seeing with this is a focus more on the tech space becoming about hardware manufacturing, components, chip makers, and software, and a little bit less about kind of the media side of tech. That's right. So these internet companies you think about, I mean, Netflix is another one that's going to be that's going to be moving. Um, these internet companies are going to be in this new communication sector, whereas these these hardcore hardware players, of course, the biggest one everybody talks about all the time is Apple. Uh, with these, with these folks moving out of out of tech, Apple is going to become a larger share of tech. It's it's fifteen percent right now. Uh, it's going to move up to about twenty percent, and it's going to kind of change change the profile of the industry from an earnings perspective. It's going to be a little bit less high growth, but a little bit more robust, um, mature businesses over the long term. 
And tech is not the only sector that is being robbed of some of its constituents. Uh, the consumer discretionary space is going to change a little bit too, and the the story is kind of the same. It's it's more of the platform companies that are moving away from it, right? That's right. I mentioned Netflix. You know, the the consumer discretionary sector. They're in that currently. They're going to move to this new communication sector. Uh, other big media companies, Disney, Twenty First Century Fox, Comcast. Uh, eBay is also gonna, is going to come into the consumer discretionary sector, so that that sector is really moving more towards a, a core retail focus, um, while the internet and kind of uh, platform companies, like you said, are moving to the communication sector. And and what's the ideology with this? So communication services um, is is a hodgepodge. This new sector that they're creating, they have all of these IT infrastructure and kind of networking companies, the people that uh, basically set up the networks. That allow us to access all this stuff, um, and these really high-growth internet companies. It seems like kind of an odd combination. That's right. I think the the big thing when you look at the market is the telecom sector had really fallen fallen by the wayside. You know, it's about two percent of the overall S and P five hundred. So you know, this shakeup is really going to really give something for those companies to do, and really uh, also like we talked about earlier, tech had grown to such a large portion of the market. So it's really going to bring kind of tech back to heel a little bit, and it's going to you know make those telecom companies, which had been kind of like I said by the wayside, that's those ATs and AT and T, Verizon's, uh, they'll be a more significant part of the market. Um, so the best way to think about the uh, communication services segment is basically how people access the internet and what people spend most of their time doing on the internet. That's right. So, like like we said, I mean, about half this new sector is going to be uh, made up of uh, Facebook and Alphabet, uh, which of course are, are the huge technology platforms, the most visited websites uh, on the internet today. And as well, it's going to be like we like we talked about those old legacy telecom players, the AT and T's, Comcast, and those are the ways you get onto the internet. Those are those internet service providers that really allow you to get access to these big um, online uh, websites. And as a before and after, you mentioned before, I think uh, IT is somewhere in the neighborhood of about 27% of the S&P 500 now. The next closest is about 14.5%. And IT is basically double second, third, and everything else down the list. Um, I see this as kind of something that evens out the sectors a little bit, makes (laughs) makes IT not quite as big compared to some of the others. It still is the largest, but um, as a as a basis for comparison, the new communication services I think is, is somewhere in the low teens as a percentage, um, and that is immediately the fourth largest. And so, so I think it's kind of shaping uh, the stock market to be a little bit more balanced across all of its sectors. That's right. I mean, it's going to be the fourth largest, tied with consumer discretionary, which also we just mentioned is going to get a little bit of a shakeup there as well. All right, we're going to talk about why this matters for investors, but before we get over to that part of the discussion. Support for industry focus comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Let's talk about buying a home for a minute. Because of rising interest rates, there's a lot of unpredictability when it comes to buying a home these days. It's the kind of thing that can cause a lot of anxiety. Well, our friends at Quicken Loans are doing something about that. They're calling it the power buying process, and here's how it works Quicken Loans will verify your income, assets, and credit in less than 24 hours to give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer. Then, once you're verified, you qualify for their all-new, exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, they'll lock your rate up for 90 days while you shop. And here's the best part. If rates go up, your rate stays the same. But if rates go down, your rate also drops. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com fool. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. 
based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This episode of Industry Focus is also brought to you by TD Ameritrade. You're always on the cutting edge of technology, and TD Ameritrade prides itself on being ahead of the curve, too. Their latest innovations put their resources and services on the popular platforms you carry and use every day. Now, all you have to do is enable the TD Ameritrade skill for the Amazon Alexa or message them on Facebook to stay on top of the markets. Learn more about their commitment to innovation at tdameritrade.com innovation. Okay, so Nick, there are probably a lot of people that are listening to this discussion and saying, okay, they're shuffling around the companies. It's more of a cosmetic thing, it seems. But the reality is there is an impact here for fund managers and for the average investor with this shakeup. That's right. I mean, I think the the primary impact is going to be uh, on professional money managers. Uh, a lot of professional money managers might might employ what's known as sector rotation strategies, which which tries to sound exactly what it sounds like <laughs> rotate between the sectors, uh, you know, based on market conditions and those sorts of things um, to drive profits. So, you know, the professional money managers that are using those sorts of systems typically use a back test to see how those that system would work over the long term, but. If you're back testing to a sector that didn't exist, uh, you know, at, uh, before th- those back tests really don't work anymore. Um, I think for for individual investors, uh, the mo- the most you know significant way that's going to impact them is if, if you're an investor in a in a sector based ETF or index, and that's really going to affect you because there's going to have to be some rebalancing among those indexes. So you know, if you're invested in a you know a telecom ETF at this point in time that might have held you know ten companies and may have had to buy companies outside of that. Uh, of that sector just to meet their diversification requirements. Now you're going to be owning, you know, instead of these old AT&T, Verizon players, you're going to own half of that ETF is going to be Facebook and Alphabet. So um, that's going to be a significant change. Of course, you know, some some of these ETFs have already rebalanced, and you know, Vanguard has already done those sorts of things. Some are doing it later in the year. Um, I know that the State Street Spider ETFs are very popular. They're doing those later in the year. Um, I think an important thing to note is, you know, probably the most popular. Um, uh, sector-based ETF is the Triple Q. That's the that's the Nasdaq-based um, ETF. That's not going to be affected. That only tracks the 100 largest Nasdaq stocks. So, you know, it's, uh, if you're in a sector-based ETF outside of that, you're gonna you're gonna might see some uh, friction as as these kind of uh, forced sales go on. But it's not going to affect you in a significant way if you're not invested in these sector uh, ETFs. Yeah, and I've seen some news coverage that talks that's talked a little bit. About how um, you know, with this large-scale selling and buying, you know, there there might be some kind of odd price pressure on some of the companies that are affected with the reorganization. I, I think that that's possible. The reality, though, is there there's nothing thesis changing about uh, any of these uh, moves for these stocks. It is more um, if you are in uh, the ETF or fund-based world and you are looking at specific sector ETFs and funds, uh, the constituents of those might change a little bit. And you know, particularly if you have been invested in something in the telecom space, um, make sure that you check and see what's going on. Because if you're expecting that to continue to be something that uh, is relatively low growth, kicks you a dividend, uh, the profile of the companies in there are going to change pretty dramatically. Uh, that's exactly right. I mean, you're moving from these companies that are based on a robust infrastructure that's been built over the long term to really dynamic companies like Facebook and Alphabet that are changing the world today. So. Um, you're definitely going to see a change in the growth profile. You're going to get see a change in the expectations of what you get out of the sector. So investors just need to take that into account when they're 
you know, making their making their investment decisions. And I think one other thing to keep in mind with these changes is, you know, I've no, I know we've done some screener-based shows in the past where you know people want ways to find stock ideas and they want to be able to compare stocks to their industry averages. Uh, I think that that's a great thing to do as a baseline. That is maybe where research starts, and the reason for that is, in this case. All the industry averages, particularly for the telecoms, are going to go out the window if you're looking at communication services. So keep that in mind uh, if you're looking to, you know, like look at the growth profile, look at, you know, the, the dividends that uh, some of these funds, ETFs, and sectors are going to be paying. Because uh, with the additions and, subtra- and subtractions, it's going to change a little bit. That's right. I mean, it, like like we were saying earlier, it's just it's hard to compare a Facebook to an AT and T, and so don't try to do it as an investor. Um, and another thing, just to take take into account, I mean, the actual businesses are not going to be affected. So if we're investing based on fundamentals and where this business is going to be over the long term, what sector it's in should not matter to you if you're buying individual stocks. Again, if you're a fund investor, this is something you need to pay attention to. There may be a little bit of forced selling. You may see, you know, in some of your holdings, a little bit of weird price movements that doesn't make a lot of sense. If you see that towards the end of this month or in December when the MSCI, uh, you know, uh, rebalances their their uh, in, um, sectors. You know that's probably why. So just keep that in mind, and you know, stay the course. Yeah, exactly. Long term, not a huge thing, but could create a little bit of short term weirdness. Uh, Nick, thanks for hopping on the show. Thanks so much. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Listeners, that does it for this episode of Industry Focus. If you have any questions, or if you just want to reach out and say hey, you can shoot us an email at industryfocus at fool or you can tweet us at mf industry focus. If you're looking for more of our stuff, subscribe on iTunes or check out the Fool's family of shows over at fool.com slash podcasts. As always, people on the program may own companies discussed on the show, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against stocks mentioned, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear. Thanks to Austin Morgan for all his work behind the glass. For Nick Seipel, I'm Dylan Lewis. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! Fool on!